On this site I have frequently referred to the enemy in the kingdom war with the term Antichrist Chaldeans. All I mean by using this term is to present a top-level, catch-all term for what is the global Antichrist army of Babylon in the last days. On earth, the kingdom of Babylon was man's first organized enemy of God himself, and it is again the highly organized, yet secretive, enemy of God and his people here in these last days. I have addressed the Antichrist Chaldean's characteristics in detail on this site in several previous passages, according to three different perspectives, including from the standpoint of, the minor prophets, King David's unconventional battle in his day, and Jesus' constant conflict with the Pharisees in his day. In short, since the global Chaldeans are Satan's minion army here on earth, the top-level themes about what they do always remain the same as we are told in Scripture, that is, they steal, kill and destroy, and they use a web of lies as their primary methodology to accomplish these things. The modern-day, end-times Chaldeans are a secret army that is of massive scale, exists worldwide, and are already primed to support their leader, the Antichrist, when he comes onto the scene. But do you ever hear about this army, even from today's leading Bible prophecy teachers and prophetic voices? The answer no causes one to ask, by why? And then the answer becomes apparent. They are the power and they control society's messengers and messages alike, functioning as one organized crime cabal with an occult-based social engineering, or should I say, reverse engineering, component. Truth has been silenced and deception is rampant. This is clear from my prior passages, but will again be clear herein. In this passage, I will address the Antichrist Chaldeans, this time using different scripture than in previous passages, specifically, primarily that which comes from the books of the wisdom of Job and the Proverbs. I will occasionally refer to other scripture in the Old Testament as well. Themes about the Antichrist Chaldean adversaries characteristics that I will address in this current passage include Oppressors Secret Oaths Wickedness and Rebellion Deceived and Misguided Principles Tactics Against Enemies Destruction and Punishment If you are familiar with my prior passages, then you will recognize some of these themes. But since this is a topic that is virtually never addressed or discussed, it is critical to understand. Repetition in hearing these important themes serves to counter the great deception and massive propaganda and lies that have been established and repeated over and over again worldwide, but also particularly in our daily American culture. After all, recall that Scripture tells us that nearly all of the people on earth are going to be deceived in the last days, this powerful Chaldean army and their control is the reason. True wisdom and the very narrow path of knowledge that one must find begins with understanding this kingdom enemy and then fleeing to keep one's soul and remain a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oppressors. In the kingdom war, the Antichrist Chaldean rulers do exactly the opposite of what God instructs for his own people's kings. Kings of Israel as we know are to look out for the poor, lame, fatherless, widow, etc. Meanwhile, the powerful Antichrist Chaldeans in these last days only look to control, enslave and oppress even entire societies without regard for individual citizens and their rights. This is to God's disdain. Scripture tells us. He that oppresseth the poor reproacheth his Maker, but he that honoureth him hath mercy on the poor. Pro 1431. Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow. Do 2719. Collectively, multitudes of people enslaved at the individual level make for societies as a whole that become captured by world rulers. What do wolves and wild beasts who are leaders do once they have an entire people held hostage and captive? They loot, rob, steal and gather possessions of others for themselves. These kinds never have enough wealth and power. Job and his friend referred to the palaces of the wicked as the tabernacles of robbers and tabernacles of bribery, respectively. 
in the current last days, the story will be the same. We are told in Scripture. Some remove the landmarks, they violently take away flocks, and feed thereof. They drive away the ass of the fatherless, they take the widow's ox for a pledge. They turn the needy out of the way, the poor of the earth hide themselves together. Job 24 2-4. And they shall eat up thine harvest, and thy bread, which thy sons and thy daughters should eat, they shall eat up thy flocks and thine herds, they shall eat up thy vines and thy fig trees, they shall impoverish thy fenced cities, wherein thou trusts, with the sword. Jer 5:17. In the final section of this passage, I will describe how God will turn the tables on the wicked Chaldean oppressors in the day of His wrath here on earth. Biblical history will repeat for God's people. God prophetically promised in ancient scripture that His own disobedient people would be scattered from the Holy Land and subsequently oppressed by wolves and wild beasts who were the disobedient, wicked leaders of the world as described above. God further promised His people that, the land of your enemies shall eat you up, Lev 26 38. When God promised that His disobedient people would be taken over, looted and plundered by their enemy, this came to pass in a relatively short period of time. But many scriptures such as that from the prophet Jeremiah above point to the same thing happening again here in these last days. Would you believe that the vast majority of God's people today who live in seemingly peaceful, free, developed, civilized societies such as the US, Europe, and even in the re-established land of Israel, are actually oppressed and captive? They are, and this will be shown to be the case very soon in these last days. The following is what God prophetically said about His own people in the last days. But this is a people robbed and spoiled, they are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses, they are for a prey, and none delivereth, for a spoil, and none saith, restore. Is 42:22. The end state of God's people in these last days is that they are imprisoned and held as prey by the global Antichrist Chaldeans and their minion servant leaders. Surprisingly enough, this will be the case especially in Babylon U.S and the country of Israel. Once God's believers awaken to this reality, they will need to flee for their lives. Secret Oaths You can think of the worldwide Antichrist Chaldeans as the umbrella, catch-all army of all secret societies. The fact that their membership is silent and involves a secret blood oath, by definition, means that they cannot be serving Jesus Christ above all else. Some even admit to serving a master, which is obviously not the only true master, Jesus Christ. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon contrasts the sinner versus the good alongside the one who swears an oath versus the one who fears making the oath, respectively. The oath is merely a surrender to being controlled by the world's cowardly, yet highly powerful, unelected leaders who operate, conspire and plan evil in the darkness. Multitudes of those who take oaths do so to cover up their own activities that at best would generally be considered to be highly undesirable in a civilized society, or outright unlawful, at worst. Strangely enough, these organizations become insider clubs for individuals who are self-serving, proud, and for some who even wildly believe that they can be their own gods. In the final analysis, they are all antichrist, unwise and wicked. What makes them particularly powerful, however, is that they are organized and they collaborative. Scripture in the Proverbs refers to this more than once when Solomon tells us that they join hand in hand. Recall that King David repeatedly reported about this same enemy that they conspire and band together. Solomon's Proverbs tell us that kings and their lands that Chaldean world rulers own and from whom they receive gifts, i.e. bribes, will be overthrown. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us that out of prison does a foolish king come to reign. A so-called gift from the world's most powerful never comes without making a pledge in return. This is bondage, not only for kings of a land, but also to a country's citizens at large. Rich world rulers can capture, control and oppress entire societies by enlisting their silent, 
underground army that follows occult-driven orders to hunt, catch others in their transgressions, and then extort, bribe and blackmail to take them into bondage. Job observed how these leaders even take pledges of the poor. Once you understand the Chaldean enemy as the primary, controlling power in the world, then you can clearly see how it is only through the liberating and freeing power of Jesus Christ that there is a path for escape and salvation. Many of God's people have pledged to the Chaldeans in these last days. Unfortunately, I have described before on this site that virtually the entire country of Israel will be found to be in bondage and owned by the wicked globalists due to their oaths taken by institutions and individuals alike. Tragically, what Israelis will find is that these oaths were actually pledged to their wicked enemies who then turn against them. Scripture says that trouble will come onto the country of Israel because of the following. Because ye have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Is 28:15. Of course, powerful satanic rulers of the world have long deceitfully targeted God's people to gain their membership pledges, with Israel being a prime, ongoing target. Through their oaths made, which prevent truth-seeking and have the effect of blinding an individual, God's people end up serving and worshipping false gods. I have addressed this previously. The following is just one scripture of many that represents the sad truth about God's people worshipping other gods in the country of Israel and elsewhere in the world in these last days. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths, and fulfilled with your hand, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed, to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, ye will surely accomplish your vows, and surely perform your vows. Jer 44:25. Recall that the country of Israel's leaders themselves are going to be ashamed by their corrupt partnerships and their associated Egyptian gods, images and idols of nothing more than wood and stone once they are revealed. The same will be the case in Babylon U.S. False gods and the worship thereof are just a product of the Antichrist called the Kingdom system and only lead to one's deception and blindness as to the truth of Jesus Christ. In the latter days, God will remind His people of this once more, saying, They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image, and pray unto a God that cannot save. Is 45:20. I will discuss the topic of a lack of wisdom and understanding among the Chaldeans later in this passage. Wickedness and Rebellion the Antichrist Chaldean mob enemy are wicked rebels, and this will be revealed all at once when their iniquities become known. Many of these are people who are inherently wicked and evil. They know no other way. Solomon says that, what is crooked cannot be made straight, Ickle 1 In his Proverbs we also learn that, an evil man seeks only rebellion, 1711, and that, the bloodthirsty hate the upright, Prof 29:10. Job referred to these as those who rebel against the light, Job 24:13. Scripture refers to those led by this Antichrist spirit over and over again as fools. They are people who have consciously and knowingly rebelled and will be found to have taken the side of evil versus truth in the kingdom war. Job's friend observed that they are even consciously aware that their punishment is coming as follows. A dreadful sound is in his ears, in prosperity the destroyer shall come upon him. He believeth not that he shall return out of darkness, and he is waited for of the sword. Job 15 21-22 the Chaldeans will be on the receiving end of God's wrath in the last days, especially because they consciously rebelled and refused correction. We are told in Scripture that they hated knowledge, refused to listen when God, called, and would not accept God's advice. The following Scriptures apply to these wicked rebels in our current last days, evil, foolish generation as follows. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. 
He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. Pro 15:10, 32. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than an hundred stripes into a fool. Pro 17:10. An ungodly witness scorneth judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devoureth iniquity. Prov 1928. We see in a few other places in Scripture that some in this Antichrist cabal actually errantly believe that their wicked acts cannot be seen by others, and that their acts can even be hidden from God. Lawless and immoral acts of the wicked are going to be revealed en masse in the last days to the shock of multitudes who are unsuspecting and unaware, and particularly those who believe they lived in civilized societies, such as the countries of Israel and Babylon U.S., with what appeared to be a semblance of law and order. When previously hidden iniquities are revealed in these last days, citizens of the world will be shocked at the lawlessness. This will include, murder, other violence, adultery, perverseness, robbery, false witness, lies, etc. The sheer scale of lawlessness overall will be shocking. This will be a surprise because up to this point, as Solomon said, the mouth of the wicked conceals violence, Prov 10:11. Deceived and misguided. The Antichrist Chaldeans are the last day's army who hate knowledge and whose way is in deep darkness. Job said, they grope in darkness without light, Job 12:25, and that they know not God. They are also described as being simple enough so as to believe anything. Antichrist Chaldeans who operate according to an occult-based belief system are those who are entertained and go astray due to lies, fiction, fantasy, folklore, tall tales, etc. Collectively, they become a society's illusionists and perpetrators of propaganda while at the same time being enlisted as a mob army to ensure that big institutional and corporate lies as well as foul play are all covered up. So, altogether, they are both deceived and deceivers. The following is what Solomon and Isaiah said about the interrelationship between deception, foolishness and folly in the wisdom of their divine scripture. A scorner seeketh wisdom, and findeth it not, the folly of fools is deceit. Pro 14-6, 8. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. Pro 15-7. They have not known nor understood, for he hath shut their eyes, that they cannot see, and their hearts, that they cannot understand. Is 44-18. The Antichrist Chaldeans go astray as a result their own hypocrisy. Recall Jesus told his disciples to be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, with leaven representing hypocrisy. This Antichrist spirit and hypocrisy is alive and very well today with Satan's minions accusing God's people, but never understanding the concept of grace that is obtained through Jesus Christ. Along these lines, we are told that fools mock at making amends for sin, Prov 14-9. The Chaldeans do not believe in a loving God who offers forgiveness. Meanwhile, the evil Chaldeans who aid, abet and participate in the most heinous crimes known to humanity somehow find self-righteousness that provides them with a twisted sense of moral self-justification that falsely empowers them to become proud members of an illegitimate vigilante gang that hunts others and condemns them for even the slightest transgressions. They are the hypocrites about whom we are told. Which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Is 5.23. You are also likely familiar with the following verse, which is particularly applicable for the Antichrist Chaldeans given their ironic self-righteousness combined with their hypocritical, deceived ways. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Pro 14:12. The Chaldeans refuse to acknowledge and are blinded to the fact that they are the problem. Righteous Job also referred to this same evil spirit-driven gang several times as hypocrites. Recall that Job replied as follows to his own accusing friends as follows. But ye should say, Why persecute we him, seeing the root of the matter is found in me? Job 19 28. 
In Scripture, God points to His own rebellious and double-minded people of Israel who engage in what He refers to as abominable acts of worship and sacrifice while they claim to be holier than thou at the same time. Chaldean Tactics Leading to the Capture of Prey The powerful Chaldeans attempt to enslave and control God's people as part of their larger efforts to create an entirely lawless society. The root of a society that is full of sin and lawlessness is false gods and idols, which is of course are made readily available and receive the full endorsement of the Antichrist Chaldeans themselves. As a result, according to plan, current-day societies containing large numbers of God's people, such as the US and Israel, have become like those of old. They are lawless and have forgotten God. Within the construct of a lawless, foreign God-filled society, the overriding Antichrist Chaldean strategy is to take God's people into captivity and bondage so that they will serve Babylon. To do this, they follow them, watch them, scheme, catch them in any transgressions, accuse them, and then take them captive. Scripture in the book of Jeremiah tells us that the hypocritical Chaldeans feel justified in their own wicked acts by watching and catching God's people in their transgressions. In my last passage, I showed how Job lamented similar to how King David did in his day about how his evil enemy continually and obsessively watched him and pursued, his, soul as the wind. Job lamented how his own enemies tried him every moment. This is the same evil spirit that guided Jewish leaders in Jesus' day who continually hounded him, tried to provoke him, and trap him in his words. Along these lines, we are told that just one of the seven things the Lord hates is, a heart that devises wicked schemes, Prov 7:18. About this practice, Solomon said about the evil adversary, deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, Prov 12:20, and that their heart studies destruction. Solomon gave his own advice about not joining with the Antichrist Chaldeans in their wicked plots and schemes as follows. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up alive as the grave, and whole, as those that go down into the pit we shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil, cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. Prov 110-14. In these last days, God's people are watched closely by a rights-invading, high-tech surveillance system that supports the wicked in their warring ways against God's people and their process of condemning them. This surveillance and watching method is a system that is cleverly couched as artificial intelligence, AI. Scorners and Mockers. Another one of the seven detestable things that the Lord hates is a lying tongue. This is a primary weapon of the Antichrist Chaldeans that is used against God's people. They are children of the devil, who is the father of lies. I have described their lying ways in detail in previous passages. The Antichrist Chaldeans are talibearers, scorners, mockers, and accusers. They are also the root of false witness and slander that is actually organized and premeditated. Not surprisingly, Another one of the seven things the Lord hates as we are told in the Proverbs is a false witness that pours out lies. Also in the Proverbs, we are told simply that, the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things, Prov 15:28. Here, additional scripture from both the Proverbs and Book of Job is clear that those who engage in this kind of behavior are proud, wrathful, hateful and angry. This is consistent with New Testament scripture that tells us that words out of one's mouth are a reflection of the heart. The following scriptures describe Antichrist Chaldean scorners and mockers. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor. Prov 11-9. The words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood. Prov 12-6. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. Prov 14-3. Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. Prov 12-25. I am as one mocked of his neighbor, the just upright man is laughed to scorn. Job 12-4. 
The Antichrist Chaldeans do much of their activity in the dark, in secret circles, and do not bring their charges and lies out into the open. Recall that Job desired to understand what he was being accused of, and asked rhetorically, Who is he who will strike hands with me? Job 17 3. Job desired to maintain integrity and to confront his accusers according to the law. A last day's large-scale mobilization. In these last days, the massive secret Antichrist Chaldean army will mobilize beyond their secretive ways and will launch a more above-board, unconventional-style attack, likely involving psychological operations and tactics with weaponized intelligence tools. This is the time period referred to in Scripture as Jacob's trouble because it is going to involve God's people Israel as the target. The vast majority of these reside in the country of Israel as well as in the nation of Babylon U.S. When this large-scale siege comes upon these targeted people in these lands, citizens will recognize it immediately and leaders will either shown to be complicit or they will be confounded and without remedy. In a prior passage, I describe this powerful Chaldean mob army that will soon emerge as one that is. A nation without number, with teeth like a lion, Joel 1 6 a mighty and ancient nation, Jer 4 18 a nation that comes like a swarm of locusts, is 33-4 a bitter and hasty nation, Hab 1-6. King Solomon wrote in his Proverbs, There is a generation, whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth as knives, to devour the poor from off the earth, and the needy from among men, Prov 30-14. Similar to the scriptures above, this could also be prophetically referring to our current last days, evil generation. This is the same generation that Jesus prophetically pointed to. Of course, I propose on this site that we are now living in this wicked generation. The evil Antichrist Chaldean army will rise up seemingly out of nowhere in these last days because they have long hidden in the shadows, in secret. They have strategized and communicated via a backdoor platform enabled by today's technology, have used nonverbal signs and symbols, i.e. he winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers, Proverbs 6 13, and have used methods learned from secret societies that enable their universal silent communication worldwide. All of this will culminate in what will be a last days, planned attack on God and His people along with an attempted repeat effort to figuratively rebuild the Tower of Babel. So how does this army appear to one who is targeted? You can refer to my aforementioned passages, but meanwhile, in Job's ancient day, he described his personal experience with this army in very similar terms as those which King David used. Job said that God had called his enemies archers, to, compass around him, and further said. His troops come together, and raise up their way against me, and encamp round about my tabernacle. Job 19:12. They came upon me as a wide breaking in of waters, in the desolation they rolled themselves upon me. Terrors are turned upon me, they pursue my soul as the wind, and my welfare passeth away as a cloud. Job 30:14-15. Many of God's people in the last days will experience this kind of siege and attack in what is described in some prophetic scripture as a purging and refining process. Destruction and punishment of evil. God's word is clear that certain destruction and punishment will come on to the Antichrist Chaldeans. However, we have seen God's persecuted servants often lament in Scripture how justice seems to stand far off while the wicked prosper and the oppressed continue to endure persecution. In the set of Scripture considered for this passage, Job in particular observed this imbalance in justice. Job lamented as follows. The tabernacles of robbers prosper, and they that provoke God are secure, into whose hand God bringeth abundantly. Job 12 6. Wherefore do the wicked live, become old, yea, are mighty in power? Their seed is established in their sight with them, and their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear, neither is the rod of God upon them. Job 21 7-9. Job also observed that since the wicked appeared to have everything they wanted on this earth, they had no need or desire for God.
the same scenario exists in these current last days. You might rightly look around the world and see how the rich, powerful rulers and corporate magnates and their families do not change from their high positions. If you are comfortable in your own life, you may not care, but if you find yourself oppressed and persecuted by today's Antichrist Chaldeans, similar to that which Job experienced, then you can relate with his feelings. Once persecuted believers understand that we are living at the end of the age, and in the last days, then we can know and take comfort from prophetic scripture that corrupt and wicked kings, rulers, and other elite will be brought down. Such a large-scale event as described has not yet happened, but it is certain to happen in these end times. We are told in Isaiah. Behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, shall lop the bow with terror, and the high ones of stature shall be hewn down, and the haughty shall be humbled. Is 1033. I provide more detail on this in the remainder of this section. The wicked accusers will become the condemned. To begin, I have previously described on this site how God will turn the wicked's own devices against them so that that they will fall into their own trap. Scripture in the Bible's books of wisdom, such as Job and the Proverbs, tells us the same. We are told, Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. Prov 26-27 The righteous living in these last days can be assured that the wicked will fall into their own traps and that those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Prov 13-3 the following verses sum up what will happen to those whose own charges, accusations and talk is turned against them. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Prov 19-5. But the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury, poverty. Prov 14-23. The lips of a fool will swallow up himself. Echel 10-12. He that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. Prov 17-20. Unfortunately, many of God's own people who are pledged to the Antichrist Chaldeans will have fallen into the trap of using their mouths unjustly against the righteous or believing the Chaldeans' lies about God's righteous remnant people and other Christ believers. Scripture in the Proverbs and Job likely corroborates prophecy about a future event that involves destruction. Interestingly, and you might even find it surprising, that Scripture in biblical books of wisdom such as Job and the Proverbs sometimes points distinctly to future prophetic fulfillment of a judgment event or a time period including such. In Job, the Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, we find phrases in texts that are very likely applicable to these last days including, the day of destruction, an evil time, the day of wrath, and the day of evil. We see additional terms in the Proverbs forecasting a certain event, such as, when the storm has swept by, when calamity comes, and when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind. Even Job in his time came around to finally realizing that wicked enemies do not last forever. Job spoke of a future day in which the wicked will dwell in cities that become uninhabited and that are ready to become heaps. He also came to the following realization. They are exalted for a little while, but are gone and brought low. They are taken out of the way as all other, and cut off as the tops of the ears of corn. Job 24-24 Additional scripture in the Bible's books of wisdom summarizes the certainty of God's punishment that will come on to the wicked who are the Antichrist Chaldeans of these last days. This primarily includes the final outcome which is the wicked being destroyed. In no uncertain terms, their final destruction and punishment is described as follows. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown. Prov 1411. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but He will establish the border of the widow. Prov 1525. But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall be as the giving up of the ghost. Job 11:20. Have ye not asked them that go by the way? And do ye not know their tokens, that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction? They shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. Job 21:29 29-30.
The above are just a few selected examples from the books of wisdom about destruction on the wicked that have direct application for events that will soon take place in these end times. Meanwhile, the wicked themselves, as I alluded to earlier in this passage, will know themselves when the day of darkness is ready at his hand, Job 16:25. The wicked's inheritance will be cursed. In my last passage, I described how Job and his inheritance through his children was blessed by God and that this was a symbol of how God's people in the last days, through end times Jacob, will be blessed as God's inheritance for his new kingdom. The opposite will be the case for the wicked. We are told in Scripture, there shall be no reward to the evil man, and that this wicked person's light will be put out and that they will fly away. This means that their inheritance through children, bloodlines, other possessions, etc. will be no more. Here is what we read in Scripture, in the Proverbs and Job, in particular. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Prov 2021. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. Job 5 3. The increase of his house shall depart, and his goods shall flow away in the day of his wrath. Job 20 28. If his children be multiplied, it is for the sword, and his offspring shall not be satisfied with bread. Those that remain of him shall be buried in death, and his widow shall not weep. Job 27 14-15. In the end, it will be the rich and powerful whose substance will become the possessions of those who had formerly been poor and oppressed. This is God's justice, and He will carry this out. Tilda. The kingdom war will conclude with the end times evil kingdom of Babylon being destroyed. This will represent the destruction of all of Satan's minions, the Antichrist Chaldeans, who carried out the war against God and His people. God's people will be delivered and freed from bondage and Jesus will reign. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.